This is the Spiritual Awakening Show. I'm Brent, and today we're going deep into the topic of healing violence and abuse with unconditional love. Hello out there, it's Brent, and today we're going deep into a heavy topic. We're talking about violence, abuse, neglect, a lot of dark stuff today but with hope. And the hope comes with the idea that we can heal and transform all of these things that no longer serve us, that have hurt us. We can transform those things with unconditional love. Now, maybe you've heard this idea that, you know, we can overcome any sort of hardship and pain with unconditional love on the spiritual path. And you might be wondering, really, can we really overcome such abuse like child abuse or neglect? Can we love a murderer, a rapist? Is there room for unconditional love for these people on the path? Yeah, sure, you know, we can unconditionally love our pets, the people we care about, the people who have shown us kindness and compassion. But when it comes to the people that have done nothing but hurt us, can we unconditionally love them? If so, how? Why? Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, yes, unconditional love is absolutely unconditional. That there's room for everyone to be engulfed in unconditional love that you can offer. Yes, I'm talking a Hitler, a child molester, a murderer, an animal abuser. All of these people can, in fact, be embraced by unconditional love. And they should be, because that's how we heal and transform these evils, this darkness. That's how we release ourselves from its grip and find deeper freedom, joy, and peace. But it's not an easy thing to do. Absolutely not. This is a difficult thing to do, to offer unconditional love to those that have committed the most horrendous of acts. But if we wish to truly embody our highest and deepest degrees of spiritual consciousness, of awakened consciousness, then it's important that we look at these topics, these evils, and come to reconcile them within ourselves so that we can heal the collective. So the other day, somebody asked me a question about exactly this and it evoked a particular response from me that I feel should help to address and clear up some of these ideas. We're going deep, like I said. We're going into some of this darkness today and it's heavy. It's heavy material. But I feel that if you stick with me and you make it to the other side, a new degree of understanding, a new palpable sense of this unconditional love in your heart can be awakened and activated. So I'd like to start by sharing our exchange with you. Let's get into it with the question here. So the, the seeker writes to me, he says, Hey Brent, when I began consciously offering love to myself, my mind would think up all sorts of things like rape, murder, violence in general. All these dark ideas began flooding my mind as if to test whether my love was actually unconditional. Could I love a murderer? A child molester? 
How deep into love was I willing to go? I admit, I got scared and began wondering why I would even try to send love in that direction. Why was I playing the devil's advocate for these unacceptable ideas? Was love really important enough to go there? It left me blocked, confused, scared of myself for opening that can of worms, but never finishing it. It's like I took all the darkness I could think of to test myself, but I couldn't pass. How do you love a child molester and condemn them at the same time for their actions? Is love even what these people need? Have you got any thoughts on all this? It's been troubling me for a long time. Hey, thank you so much for reaching out and opening up and being vulnerable with your question here. That alone takes a degree of courage. What I'd like to share with you today is that unconditional love is like a flood. Once we open our heart, it's like opening the floodgates. Love pours out, pushing to the surface all of our personal and collective trauma, fear, karma, and conditioning. All sorts of personal and collective memories, feelings, and suppressed baggage can begin to surface to be washed away in the flood of unconditional love that we've unleashed. In a sense, these things do arise to test whether or not your love is unconditional. I would argue, though, that it's not really a test. It's more of a challenge and a lesson. It's the universe teaching you that all the negative thoughts and feelings are still aspects of the divine light. Because the divine light is all there is. If you can recognize even the most negative thoughts and feelings as a manifestation of the divine light, even if they are extremely uncomfortable, perhaps sickening and disgusting, you will actually be healing and releasing them from your system. You see, within spirituality, we have this big notion. Everything is divine. Everything is one. Everything is light. It's easy to see and practice this with other people when everyone's in a cheerful mood. It's easy to see and practice when you're out in the forest all by yourself. But if everything is divine, what about a negative thought? A violent thought? A demon? A child molester? Either it's all divine or none of it is. Now, this is not to dismiss or permit these absolutely horrendous acts, such as murder, rape, child abuse, and the like. This understanding cannot be used to justify any of these behaviors. This understanding that everything is divine, including the apparent evil in the world, is meant to serve as the foundation of the healing and overcoming of said evil. If you can recognize a negative thought, feeling, or person as an aspect of divine light, what you're doing is releasing them from the negative state that they're in. This is the true meaning of forgiving. You're giving the negative permission to no longer be negative. You're allowing the thought, feeling, or the person to move ahead on their journey through the levels of consciousness. If you condemn yourself for having a negative thought, then you don't allow yourself to heal from the conditioning, trauma, or karma that caused it.
You just suppress it and perpetuate it. But if you welcome a negative thought unconditionally, you release that entire pattern from your psyche and from within your nervous system. And then you're healed from it. You won't have to have that thought again. You can embody the light that you are in a deeper way from that point forward. And for you specifically, after beginning to offer yourself unconditional love, these different themes began to arise of rape, abuse, murder, and so on. This doesn't mean that you have some inner suppressed abusive tendencies that are now surfacing to be acted out. Don't worry. You're not going to harm anyone despite having these thoughts. You're healing them for the collective, actually. They're arising to be healed in the light of your unconditional loving awareness. We all fear such abuse and violence. It's a collective karma that we all carry. Ancestrally, somewhere down each of our family lines, someone was abused or murdered. We carry those wounds. If you want to go deeper, we've all lived many lives before this one. Some have also involved such violence, and we carry those wounds as well. We all have violent tendencies to some degree or another. When you think a hateful thought about your own self or another, is that not violence? When you don't take care of your body and mind, is that not violence? When we take from others, manipulate, lie, steal, or betray, is it not abuse? Is there anyone on this planet above the age of 10 who has not acted in such abusive or violent ways at least once before? Perhaps these subtle violent tendencies are manifesting in your mind as scenes of murder and abuse to really bring your attention to it. With our love, sometimes it's easier to hit a big target than a small one. What I mean is, it's hard to even notice the subtle violence we have against ourselves when we're thinking mean thoughts. And because it's hard to notice, it's also hard to love. However, it's easy to notice violence when it looks like murder. And because it's easy to notice, it's easy to love. And if you can love and recognize a murderer as an aspect of the divine, you will be healing and releasing them. And at the same time, you will simultaneously be healing all subtler forms of violence for yourself and the collective as well, including the simple negative thoughts. I feel that I've given quite a bit here already, but I'll address your specific question so that it doesn't look like I'm dodging it. It's a heavy one. How do you love a child molester and condemn them at the same time for their actions? Is love even what these people need? This is an incredibly challenging thing to look at, especially if you or someone you care about has been faced with such horrors directly. I can only imagine what it would be like. But I do have some perspective to offer. We must begin by remembering our notion that everything is divine and then go from there. If we can remember that everything is divine, even an abuser, even the act of abuse itself, we can then find clarity and some sort of understanding and closure. But if we forget that everything is divine, then we will be forced to suffer even more by holding a grudge, resenting, and hating. So we must remember that everything is divine and then have courage to understand how. Recognizing an abuser as divine 
is loving them. You're just recognizing them as divine. That's all. You're not bowing down to them, praising them, encouraging them, or celebrating their behavior. Nothing like that. You're just seeing them as divine. That's all that's asked of you. Can you acknowledge that in some twisted way, they too are part of the divine light? If so, then that's love and that's all that's asked of you. From there, you must absolutely seek justice under the law, raise awareness and do whatever you can to heal those that have been hurt and to prevent others from being hurt further. With this perspective, clarity comes. We can begin to bring some degree of understanding to the abuser and their motives. For example, I have heard that a pedophile's brain is wired to have a sexual response towards a child instead of a caring response. For a normal adult, when they see a child, it triggers a nurturing response within their brain. For a pedophile, a sexual response is triggered instead. This is wrong within the brain of the pedophile. It's not that they're simply evil. It's that there's an issue with their physiology. Now with this understanding, in my opinion, those adults that are attracted to children that haven't actually harmed a child should be able to speak openly to their doctors about their issues without being condemned. The doctor can then provide the person with proper guidance, therapy, and support to manage their feelings to avoid abuse from occurring. Unfortunately, pedophilia is so condemned in society that anyone who might be a pedophile, even an innocent person, is not likely to be open about it with anyone, not even their doctors. This can lead to a pedophile trying to manage their tendencies on their own without any real support, and this can end very poorly. My point here is that if we can recognize that even a child abuser is an aspect of the divine, this puts us in a position in which we are able to respond to the situation with more wisdom, clarity, and consciousness we'd be able to understand these challenges and the motivations behind abuse and violence, and from that understanding, we can work to heal and resolve. But if we were to just label every abuse as nothing but evil and unworthy of understanding, let alone love, then we're doomed to continue to face these challenges over and over again. My intention is not to spark a debate about how we should treat child abusers. I don't have all the answers, and I apologize if I've triggered or offended anyone. If there's anyone with more insight into the matter, please be in touch with me and share what you think and feel. I'm open to learning and expanding my own perspective. It's important here to remember that the individual and the collective are not two. Your wounds are the world's wounds, and the world's wounds are your wounds. Don't let this get you down, though. You're not a victim. The power of love within your own heart is unfathomable. All you have to do is have courage to see and recognize that whatever may arise within your experience is an aspect of divine light. This recognition is unconditional love, and this is how you heal and transform yourself and the world. So what do you feel about all this? I'd love to hear your opinions, your thoughts. Let me know. Reach out to me at info at brentspirit.com. And if you've got a question for me about anything to do with your spiritual path, send it my way and I will do my very best to bring forth a response for you. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, share it with a friend, take a moment to find me on Instagram and Facebook, and until next time, I'm Brent and I'm signing off. Be well.